Section three of Harper's Young People, Volume One, Issue Eleven, January thirteenth, eighteen eighty. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonia. Harper's Young People, Volume One, Issue Eleven, January thirteenth. 1880 wild boar hunting in japan by william elliot griffiths winter is the harvest time of the japanese hunter the snow-covered ground is a great tell-tale and the deer bears rabbits and wild hogs can be easily tracked though the japanese hunter often uses a matchlock or rifle his favorite weapons are his long spear and short sword he covers his head with a helmet made of plaited straw having a long flap to protect his neck and keep out the snow or rain his feet are shod with a pair of sandals made of rice straw his baggy cotton trousers are bound at the calves with a pair of straw leggings and in wet weather he puts on a grass rain cloak to see a group of hunters stalking through the forests in japan as i have often seen them reminds one of bundles of straw out on a tramp i once enjoyed a dinner of fresh boar steak at the house of a famous japanese hunter named nakano kawachi who lived in a village at the top of a mountain between the provinces of omi and echizen i had been travelling all the morning on snowshoes through the forests of echizen the snow was full of tracks of deer hogs rabbits woodchucks weasels martens porcupines monkeys and ferrets the hunters were out in force and their shouts made the forest ring with echoes our path lay through a valley with rocks on either side just as we were within a mile of a village named tonnet a wild boar closely pressed by a man with a spear rushed down through the woods and around a huge mass of rocks the hunter knowing every inch of the ground sprang round a shorter curve and reached the path at the end of the gully just as the boar at full trot leaped down levelling his long weapon with all his might he drove the blade with a terrific lunge between the boar's ribs just back of the heart so great was the impetus of the swift animal that the hunter was nearly taken off his feet while the boar turned a complete somersault we expected to see the blade of the land snap or the handle wrench off but no steel and wood were too true the boar struggled and rolled over the bloody snow but was helpless to get on his feet again the hunter quietly drew out the steel wiped it with a bunch of dead leaves and then with equal coolness drew his sword and severed the jugular vein of the dying boar by this time the hunter's two sons who had helped to start the animal from his lair came down the hill passing two strands of rope made of rice straw round the carcass they inserted a thick bamboo pole under the withes then swinging the pole over their shoulders they started off on a dog trot to the village shouting as they went we followed them and when near the village gate heard a bedlam of unearthly yells and whoops of triumph from all the boys and girls of the village who were proud of their famous hunter we had entered into conversation with him and learned that his name was nakano kawachi our party at the invitation of the hunter entered his house first taking off our shoes 
we all sat round the fire which was in a great square hearth in the middle of the floor while the chimney was a gaping black funnel in the ceiling my party consisted of three of my students from the government school of fukui my interpreter a brave soldier named inouye and my body servant sahei the six mountaineers with huge wide snowshoes whom i hired for the size of their feet to bear a pass in the snowdrift for our party remained outside with the villagers they with their children stood in crowds outside to catch a sight of me as they had never seen an american before our host first unstrapping his sword carefully wiped and cleansed his spear which he stands on its iron butt in the corner we all sit around the fire on which turnips and rice are boiling and omelette is frying all around the ceiling from the smoky rafters hang strings of large dried persimmons almost as sweet and luscious as figs these we munch while nakano cuts tenderloin steaks from half the carcass of a boar which he speared the day before in a few moments seven hungry travellers are watching the sputtering sizzling boar steak as it wafts its appetizing odours everywhere as it seems but up the chimney is this the second wild hog you've speared this winter asks iwabuchi the interpreter no your honour answers nakano the snow began to fall ten days ago and this is the eighth hog i have killed but yesterday i speared my first boar this winter how long have you been a hunter hi your honour ever since i was a boy i speared my first hog when i was fifteen what do you do with the boar's tusks hi your honour they are the most valuable part of the animal i sell them to an agent of an ivory carving shop in tokyo who comes through these parts in the spring the tokyo men carve nitsukes from them they are not as good as ivory but they do for bimbo poor man my own nitsuke is of boar's tusk meshishitaku rice is ready cried the housewife at this moment and conversation was suspended a little table of lacquered wood a foot square and four inches high was set before each man of our party with chopsticks for the rice and knives for the boar steak we partook of the hunter's fare the march of eight miles in the frosty air plodding our way through drifts and stepping on snowshoes which furnished good exercise for our legs had made us ravenously hungry when full and all had said moyoroshio even enough to the polite girls who waited on us we walked out to the front where a gaping crowd gazed at the american white-face as if they were at barnum's and he was the tattooed man i rushed at them pretending to catch the children when they scattered like sheep in their fright they tumbled over each other until a dozen or more were sprawling on the snow or had tumbled head foremost in the drifts a smile and the distribution of some sugared cakes of peas and barley made them good friends again after an hour's rest we bade the hunter the villagers and our snowshoe man good-bye and resumed our journey in single file over the mountains to tokyo End of section 3